this Friday. Your favorite emotions are back on the big screen in Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. It's time to greet your Team Riley. It's anger. Let me at him. Fear. Safety checklist is complete. Disgust. Ew, ew. Ugh. Sadness is in the house. Oh, no. Hello, I'm anxiety. I'm one of Riley's new emotions. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. There's a part two? We're going. Ready PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only theaters Friday. Get tickets now. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. I'm Maria Menunos, and you're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz begin. Hey, what is up, everybody? Hello, hello. Oh my gosh. Hey. We are coming to you live here from the Zoom app um, because we all got to protect ourselves and we're doing what we're supposed to be doing. Um, but. We had a Shit's Creek episode tonight, episode 12, only two episodes away from the season finale, which is so crazy. But I, we will get into overall thoughts in just a little bit, but this was an amazing episode. And we have an amazing after show episode going on right now for one specific reason, but we'll get to her in just a second. I want to go ahead and introduce my host. We have Lauren Kling. And if he's not talking about if he's not talking about Shit's Creek on Instagram, he's talking about uh-huh. it right here. He it, loves it so much. Give it up for Lauren. Hi, everybody. <laughs> and she comes from a small town, just like Shit's Creek. We've got Megan Gallagher up in the... Hi, everyone. <laughs> and coming to you live from Pontchartula, Louisiana, the other LA. My name is Rachel Swindler, and I am so excited to be here with you guys. I'm a lover of all things sitcom comedy but enough about me let's get right to it right here in the house our very own twyla we've got sarah levy (laughs) we're so excited to have you oh my gosh here thanks for having me so yeah you're one of my favorite characters for sure oh thank you (laughs) well i want to go ahead we've got so much to talk about we're definitely going to be talking about this amazing episode we're going to get more in depth we've got our senior superlatives and we're going to be having sarah answer who she thinks her senior superlatives are for this show um but uh and then get just a little more in depth into sarah levy so we're very excited to talk to you and talk about this episode, but let's go ahead and get into overall thoughts of the episode. Lauren, what did you think? I love the episode. We know that everything is tying together. So this was the, uh, the Rosebud Motel group going to New York City uh, to meet with uh, Mike. We had uh, Moira and Alexis and David all scrambling to, to make reservations to get out of Schitt's Creek so they can get their apartment in New York. Um, and I love how Moira wasn't even thinking about her kids, that it was just, (laughs) that it was, you can come visit. Uh, yeah. So really exciting. We know there's one big thing, a possible wedding that's going to be happening in Schitt's Creek. But before that happens, we had to figure out what was happening with the money for the Rosebud Motel. Yeah. Yeah. 
How was that watching back for you, Sarah? Oh gosh. You know what? It was one of the first, um, I think it's the first of three, you know, two coming episodes that was, um, that started to get pretty emotional, um, because you know that it's all tying together and, uh, and that it is coming to an end. And, you know, our, we do have a two part finale, um, starting next week and I cannot believe we're on the finale already. I mean, time has just flown by. So it's, um, you know, we've been going through these waves of emotion when we were when we were shooting it and then, you know, when we wrapped and, and um, we still get to see each other a ton, which is really nice, but um, we, we always said, well, you know, the show hasn't even, like season six hasn't even aired yet. So we'll wait until it airs. And now that it's not only airing, but ending, it's like, you know, it's bringing up all those, um, those weird end of high school emotions again, where you're just, where you're mourning the loss of a, of a, of a really special time. So it's it's strange, it's exciting and, and kind of bittersweet all at once. I wanna piggyback on that because, you know, as what we're going through in, in society today, we're not able to connect and be around each other. And I'm sure during this time, it's extremely emotional. As you said, you're reliving those, those final moments of this incredible series you were a part of. Are y'all able to, Face, are you FaceTiming with each other a lot or how has it been for you? Everybody's been, I mean, we all became such good friends, honestly, um, over, over this period that we all, like we're all in a text chain. Um, we see each other as much as possible. We're in, we're in communication all the time. So it's definitely a group of people that our, our friendship is going to out. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. The last far at last, you know, how long, however long the show was, but, um, mm -hmm. but it does, I mean, it sucks to not be able to physically be together to, to, to watch it end. And we had so many wonderful things planned, um, for each other and for the fans to experience. And that wasn't able to happen either. So it's, we're all kind of watching it in isolation and trying to stay as connected as possible, but it's, it's weird. Yeah, I'm sure it's I'm sure it's really weird. Um, but we'll get more into that a little bit later for you. Um, Megan, what did you think of the episode? Uh, how did you enjoy it? I loved it because I feel like the trip to New York was so bonding for Johnny, Stevie, and Roland, and just mm -hmm. see them like spread their wings and you know leave Shit's Creek and just go to the big city and you know have this pitch planned, and then it doesn't go as what they thought it would happen but it was just a real bonding moment you know they all got to be there for each other and it was cool to see how Roland and Johnny's relationship I feel like in the very beginning you know they may not have been best of friends but towards the end you know they kind of had each other's back and um I think he really supported Johnny when he needed it and just gave him that boost of confidence and 
It was, yeah, it's just, it's with each episode that comes down, I'm like, I don't want this to end. <laughs> I know, I know. This was like, this episode for me was, uh, I, I mean, I said it last week, I was like, this is one of the best episodes of the season, but this episode, I was just, I was laughing so much. I got teary-eyed. Mm-hmm. I went through, I went through so many, many emotions. So I want to get right into the episode because there is so much to talk about. Um, let's go ahead and we, we have the opening scene, of course. Um, Stevie, Johnny, they're waiting on Roland. This is their send-off. Yeah. to go off to the big city they're going on a jet out to new york city um i was laughing so hard at myra when she was like she was like we're all we're all counting on you we're all depending yeah. on you <laughs> i was like i was like way to put the pressure on myra <laughs> yeah yeah so that yeah. was funny um and then yeah no go ahead sarah no 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 but please go ahead Oh, um, no, so we, we have that opening scene with um, them sending them all off with the banners. Um, and then we get into Alexis and Myra kind of jumping the gun, Myra packing just in case the meeting goes well, um, that they're gonna move to New York. And so all of them just, all of a sudden, it's just decided that they will be moving to New York. Yeah. Alexis saying, getting excited because the Interflex office in New York, um, looking up apartment rentals with David, they're getting super excited. I mean, are they jumping the gun, Sarah? I mean, I think <laughs> this whole episode, <laughs> yes, um, but I, I think this whole episode seemed to be very reminiscent of the very first episode of the show uh, in their in their jumping the gun and David having, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry, that's my mom. Oh, you're fine. <laughs> <laughs> What'd she say? We want to know. Turn them I, I swear <laughs> I've always thought my mom would break in somehow, somewhere. I didn't know it would be somebody else's so. <laughs> <laughs> oh um, sorry about that. Um, no, yeah, in that, in David kind of, um, you know, freaking out when Alexis is telling him that they've that you know that she's going somewhere and he's not, and um, and then a little of of Johnny, um, you know, standing up for Ro- Roland in the second was that the second season? Like there are threads of of the entire show now weaving its way into these final episodes. And mm-hmm. have Roland have Johnny's back like Johnny had Roland's. Um, you're really starting to see it come full circle. And it hasn't even been until just watching this past season that I've really seen it as a whole. Um, and it, it's, uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, they're jumping the gun. They're just, they have learned, they've learned everything and nothing all at once. <laughs> I, oh my god that's that is like literally the quote of the season right there <laughs> learned everything and nothing all at once yeah that's so true yeah and yeah then, so yeah, and then with moira and 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 um and alexis they just just to see them bond as mother and daughter too because they were a little distant at yeah pop as well so yeah it's all it's all coming together there was an episode, uh, one or two episodes ago, where there was a really tender moment between Moira mm-hmm. and Alexis, and you really saw the love. It was a touching moment. We've seen more and more of those, and it does. It feels like what's what I think is really amazing is the idea at the beginning of the series is there's this wealthy family that we're all supposed to hate, yet we love them somehow. Yeah. And it just kind of gets proven through this, through the seasons. Yeah, it's amazing how 
unlikable they should be mm -hmm. in in all honesty i mean you see it on paper and you're wondering why anybody would get behind these spoiled brats and yet they're you really root for them and you really especially having seen them grow over the course of uh the entire series you you i mean you're attached to these characters. I'm attached to these characters in, in such a strong way. You just, you want them to be the best version of themselves and kind of go out into the world at the end of this and thrive. That's so true. Yeah, I mean, 100% when, uh, you know, we'll get into the whole meeting part, but when Johnny was delivering his final speech and pitching it to those assholes, I was sitting there and I was just like, <laughs> I was like, you go get them, Johnny. You go get them right now. You better get it right. Like I was just like sitting and I started tearing up because his speech was like, it just, it was just a bow. I was like, wow, he did that. So amazing. He, like, he, um, he, it's funny because I, because seeing it and having this, um, seeing Johnny Rose and then seeing my dad as Johnny Rose, watching those scenes, I was like, oh, so is this what my dad would be like if he were like a businessman? <laughs> <laughs> like if he were a CEO, I guess this would be him. Um, but it's, uh, he, he has such, my dad has such a, um, an amazing way of emoting through comedy and mm -hmm. um, considering this is pretty much the straightest character he's probably ever played in, in <laughs> um, th this this warmth and care and love that he just exudes um, you know how much he cares about his family how much love he has for them and uh, and yeah, it's it's through scenes like this that I that I tear I tear up because I just mm -hmm. you know just watching him as a character is just so oh he breaks your heart you just yeah. want the best for him. Did you text him tonight? Were you like, Dad, you did a really good job in that scene? You know what? I didn't. Um, <laughs> mostly because I was just like prepping to to be ready for this, so I will after. Aww. But um, but no I, I I when I when we were shooting, I actually lived at my parents' house because I live in LA, and that scene I helped him run um, over and over because he had so many lines that he needed help just like actually learning them. Um, so I was able to, to, even though I wasn't on set when they were shooting that day, I was able to, to see him and had the pleasure of, you know, watching him do it a few times, which was so nice. That's so cool. I do want to give a shout out, if I can, to our YouTube live channel. We have chat open right now. Oh, good. Great. So I want to say hi to Julia and Carrie. Uh, um, Julia Nelson says Johnny Rose is a mensch. Oh. <laughs> Carrie says his eyebrows speak volumes. <laughs> um, so, but it's it's nice. Um, and I don't know, Sarah, are you familiar with the Facebook group? There's one that's called Shits Creek Fans Shoot the Shit. No. Oh, there are thousands and thousands of people. Really? I'm going to look it up. And people are posting, you know, cupcakes and cookies that they've had made or birthdays or questions. They talk about the show. Uh, in fact, the founder of the group runs a Schitt's Creek um, 
like a con, a shit shit con. Oh my gosh, they came to visit us. Yes, <laughs> I, Louise Downs, I think is her name is. I think she came to visit you last year. Yes, they came on a bus um, to the town. <laughs> yeah, like, so them. it was so nice. Yeah, so a shout out to them and a shout out to the people on the chat. Uh, I'm just jumping in and uh, and uh, so yeah, when more questions come up, I'll share them with you yeah, all. Yeah, absolutely, that's awesome. Yeah, of course, we have to definitely shout out our fans. Um, uh, well, let's get into the town hall scene for the goodbye party um, that Tyler, <laughs> you were a part of. Uh, this was absolutely hilarious. Um, she walks in, she, My, Myra just assumes it's for her. It's her, um, her farewell party. Um, but uh, no, it's actually for Grace. And um, I love when she said, oh, I thought you were singling out one of my great attributes when it said <laughs> Grace on the actual cake. Um, so, and then of course, I loved Twyla, your line when you talked about, you were like, what, what, what's something about the M&M store? Yeah, I think they go to the M&M store. <laughs> <laughs> I loved that. Um, and then, of course, we saw and enjoyed uh, Jocelyn saying, you know, Roland sending me head exploding emojis and then them praying. Uh, Moira's unhinged after that, but um, hands up in the air, praying to God, saying to who, not to God, I'm sorry, to whom it may concern. Right. Um, so, <laughs> so uh, hilarious scene. How was that uh, shooting that scene? Um, that was, I'm trying to remember when, when in our, um, cause we shot everything out of order. So that was one of the last scenes we shot actually on our stages. Um, mm -hmm. so, so it was, I mean, it was our last town hall. Um, it was our last jazz gals, uh, one of our last jazz gals, you know, scenes together. So even that, like every time we did anything, it was like, this is our last, this is our last, this is our last. Um, but but a scene with Catherine is always such an honor. Yeah, um, sure. She's just so incredible. <laughs> I mean, the stuff that she comes up with is untouchable. So it's, uh, we never really know, although it is all scripted, we never really know how it's gonna come out. Right. So, um, that's always a really um, an interesting part about working with her. But uh, I mean, it's it's the best. And 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 uh, Jen Robertson, who plays Jocelyn, is is a great friend. And and as I said before, everybody got along so so unbelievably well. I mean, it's never it never happens like that. So no. we were so lucky. And. Um, and yeah, I mean, it's hilarious. She comes in, smears the cake. The cake is a total mess. She still doesn't know who Grace is after, you know, three years of being years. Uh, in the Jazz of Gals. It's just classic. It's classic Moira unhinged. All right. I, I thought I was a fan, but I think I've blown it. I always thought it was the Jazzy Gals, but it's the Jazz of Gals, right? Jazz of Gals. Jazz of gals, and I just discovered that. Oh my gosh! And then I'm looking at Rachel every time. I think you just say jazz of gals, and her shoulders just start moving. <laughs> I love the jazz of gals. Let's remember that for the rest of this interview tonight. It's every time you say that word, we just have to yeah, jazz of gals. Or, <laughs> Eric, can I ask you a question? Sure. Do you feel compared to? Season, like the very beginning of the show versus now 
as the characters have grown and their relationships have changed, do you feel that it just kind of mirrors the real life relationships, like behind the scenes? Like you all to me just seem like such a one big family. Yeah. And it just, like what you said, you guys just click and everyone, it's just such good chemistry on yeah. the show. Does it, is that like kind of what it is where it's like you all are kind of growing together as? For sure, for sure. And as the years went on, I mean, you, you have, you have a, such a history with those people at that point. And so much when we were looking back, oh, shooting season six, at what that those six years have brought for all of us. I mean, there was like babies and divorce and marriage and like, and you know, new new relationships and, and so much had happened amongst us um, that we, I mean, it, it completely helped us bond and we all helped each other do all of those things. So, it was, I think it was inevitable because we were also very close with our writers and it was inevitable that they were able to, to kind of mesh that all together and incorporate our own senses of humor and our own personalities and our, our own relationships with each other. And, and uh, I would have to say specifically for Annie and uh, me with our characters, they just kept getting closer and closer. And Annie is one of the greatest friends I have. And I would call her day, night through anything. We've, we've just really, um, we have such a wonderful friendship and I think it was impossible to deny that. So that the further our storyline went with each other. Amazing! It yeah, just, awesome. it really shows through in each episode. Just there, just seems such like this loving vibration energy that just flows, and it just I to me it feels like you all care about each other so much and just yeah. respect each other, but also you just it's like one big family kind of a thing. Yeah, and and to go on that, um, Daniel last year as our cast rap gift, um, instead of um like getting something he he rented a house or a you know a farmhouse in Italy for two weeks oh, and wow. said um just get here and you have the place so we all went to Italy about a week after we wrapped the show and oh. uh spent a week and a half in a unbelievable farmhouse <laughs> overlooking Tuscany together and we cooked together and we went out and we drank and we laughed and we did karaoke and it was the best um the best parting gift that we could have asked for and I mean that is such a colossal trip to take with people that you're like just so so on so mm -hmm. thankfully um we were all able to to do that together and it was the best that sounds like my literal dream vacation <laughs> like tuscany wine and karaoke <laughs> yeah right i know <laughs> oh my gosh 
That's amazing. Oh my God. I, I love you even more than I did before. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, I just want to go ahead and give a quick shout out before we move on to our listeners um, on iTunes and on YouTube right now. Uh, thank you guys so much for continuously tuning in with us during this time. Uh, we know that these live streams are more important than ever right now. So we're so thankful that we're able to still bring you these after shows for your favorite TV shows um, on right now. Um, if you are listening on iTunes, give us uh, those five stars. Um, not ten, five stars, and um, but if there is ten, you can do that as well. Um, and then if you're listening on YouTube, give us a thumbs up. Um, we appreciate hearing back from you, hearing all of your comments. Um, we, you are the reason we're the ESPN of TV Talk. So thank you guys so much for supporting thank you, everybody. Um, well, let's go ahead and get into that big meeting, shall we? Yeah. Um, so uh, they arrive in New York. Uh, First opening scene of them all just sitting on that bench uh, made me laugh in general, just because it was just so awkward. Uh, Stevie and Roland just feeling so out of place, and you know, Roland and Johnny's outfit saying, "You know, I have a little bit more of an athletic build than you do. I can't believe this actually fits me." Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> so uh, <laughs> he was like, car, "I mean, car, not car sick, but sick." You know, from the airplane, she's like, "Do private jets?" It was a little bumpy. Yeah, yeah. Good. And it's just like, oh no. Yeah. Yeah. The, the writing in here is just unbelievable. Um, and then, of course, we find out Mike Morrison actually couldn't make the meeting, um, yeah. which, of course, a wrench gets thrown into the plan. Yeah. Um, nothing yeah. can go smoothly. Yeah. Uh, so we get the meeting start and we get these two assholes in the beginning of this meeting. I mean, I was like, <laughs> I was like, let me go right now. Let yeah, me go yeah, I know, time. right? I, I like, know. I was like, okay, at this point, coach would be acceptable. I said, really? Um, you know, oh, the yeah. jet, that was Mike's idea. Um, of course, you know, again, another wrench thrown in. The computer freezes, Roland yeah. spills his water. They take a five minute break. And I mean, what are we thinking at this point? We're thinking, is, is this actually going to go well? I mean, what? yeah, yeah. I think you're thinking, you have this thinking feeling of like, I cannot believe we're here and we're finally in a town outside of, I mean, just seeing a different city on screen was jarring. I was like, wait, where are they? I forgot for a second, you know, because you're just. I, yes, that's exactly how I felt. Yeah, you. I thought you know. I for some. I kind of thought the channel changed for a second. Um, but yeah, so your hopes are so high, and you're rooting not only for Johnny to help you know have him get his family out of this, but you're rooting for Roland and Stevie, who are brand new to this whole business world. And Stevie's really nervous, and you know that's never a good sign. And um, you're just. Yeah, you have that sinking feeling, the same kind of sinking feeling you had in the first episode when they were trying to get the guy to sign the piece of paper and he's, you know, started having a heart attack. You're, they're so, you're so close. And yeah. yet, so I think, um, it, you know, at when they, they, when they went out and took a break, it's kind of, well, this, this can go two ways now, you know, mm -hmm. which way, which way is it going to go? Yeah. And, and thankfully it did go, um, it did go in a, in a good way. Um, cause when they came back and we had, I wrote down amazing pitch because I, of course, give it to the writers. Uh, yeah. I, again, it, it made me tear up. Um, you know, and then when they all at the end were like, where every stay feels like, huh? <laughs> I was, 
I was laughing. I was laughing so hard. Um, or yeah, at that, at that moment. Um, well, how did you feel, Lauren, when you were watching it? Uh, well, I was thinking, what if Moira gave this speech, and how many more, <laughs> how many more syllables there would have been? Um, I loved it. it you know, it, I, I knew that they would hit it out of the ballpark. It was just a matter of what yeah. would Chris Elliott's character Roland do to mess things up and to scare us, and then how would they come back and kind of make it work? I was surprised that it ended with the guys making fun of them. But then yeah. is it Ruth, the assistant, coming out and saying, hey, we're starting our own firm. Yeah. So we really like what you're going to do. That leaves it open to wonder, well, when is this going to happen? Right. Yeah. I, it was, um, I, I, it had been so long since I had read that script for that episode mm -hmm. that I couldn't remember what, ha what Roland did when he went back in to get his briefcase. So he goes back in and you're thinking, oh God, don't, don't. Yeah. Don't, don't. <laughs> um, and then he has that wonderful moment. So, um, so it was, it's, I mean, it, it, it was a pitch that couldn't be denied. It was such an incredible speech. And, um, and I'm so, I'm so happy for them that they had that it, that it was a win and that they came out, you know, with success and could yeah. go you know, could go home, you know, feeling good about that. Yeah, I I really wanted when Roland went back in there though. I really wanted because he said there was nothing in his briefcase. I wanted the briefcase to open while he was. I know. Yes. I couldn't remember <laughs> whether it did or not. I was waiting for that. It, yeah, it didn't. I was like, God, that would have been so funny. To pull out something. All right, I have to ask Rachel when you get when we get to the end, the last shot. There was something I noticed. Um, okay. Okay. Um, well, we we do know that they eventually came home and secured the deal. Um, so I and I wanted to um, in our uh, last little thing that we talked about, we're talking about Patrick and David. Um, yeah. So we see David goes into the apothecary store uh, uh, to see Patrick and tells him, you know. We're going to New York. We're moving to New York. This is happening. And Patrick, of course, seems less than enthused. And then at the end of the episode, uh, we get a very clear picture of Patrick's face um, and, and how he doesn't look like he, that he wants this to happen. Um, which we could save all of that for predictions, too, because that had my head spinning and my wheels turning on. Oh, God, what's going to happen? Are they going to break up? Are they going to stay together? Shit's crazy. So I don't know. So what, what were you, Lauren? What were you, um, well, was that what you I saw? don't know if you noticed, but when everyone was hugging, there's a quick cut to Patrick. He doesn't look too thrilled. And then at the very end, the very last shot, Patrick looks kind of not excited. Like, what about me? And I don't know if anyone caught that, but when I watch, yeah. I'm like, they're holding on that shot a little bit longer than yeah. for no reason in particular. Yeah, yeah. That was foreshadowing, in my opinion. I so. think, yeah, I think that was knowing them. Nothing is nothing is by accident. Knowing the yeah. knowing those guys. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's it's unsettling because everything has been going really smoothly for them, and um, Patrick is 
such a such an understanding guy and he's a very mm -hmm. patient and forgiving guy so when he is not happy with something which you kind of rarely see with him he's generally has a very positive disposition mm -hmm. um it it yeah it does it, it doesn't feel good and especially knowing how excited david is to get out um, it's been a long time coming, and now there is a predicament because yeah. they have a whole yeah. business. So what what happens? Yeah, um, I, I just want to say that Julia is mentioning that there was a lot of discussion on that part with the fans. She said there are fanfic writers. Did we know there were Shit's Creek fanfic writers who have already <laughs> written a coda? To this episode to settle no. the issue between David and Patrick. No, no. <laughs> I just asked her for links to this fanfic, so I oh have goodness. to know. <laughs> That's wild. Yeah, I'm dying to know. What did the what did the what did the fan fiction say? Uh, I, yeah, I don't there know. So hopefully, yeah. when we get the with the link, we'll try to share the link. Somewhere. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Awesome. I could save this for predictions, but do we also feel like maybe at the end when that look with Patrick and his reaction, maybe he's just concerned about the wedding and just the timing and he doesn't want this to take off and everyone gets to go and leave and, you know, new city and just change is happening when they want the, like, I don't know. It, I feel like he wants to like tie down roots in Schitt's Creek. And for sure. I, yeah, no, I a hundred percent think, I mean, I'm sure that has a lot to do with it. Yeah. I think, um, as knowing how malleable he is, you're then wondering, well, is it that he doesn't want to leave? Is he concerned about money? Is he concerned about, you know, going to a new place? I mean, there are, there are tons of reasons why that look could be, most likely to become the president. Most likely to, you know, be, I don't know, anything. So we like to do this per episode um, with the characters of who we personally feel, all three of us and four of us now, what who we feel is most likely to do what. And it, there's no right or wrong answer. It's yeah. what we feel. So first one is who we all feel in this episode most likely to become an influencer. <laughs> an influencer oh one of the characters in the episode yeah just in this yeah specifically who we feel alexis yeah i mean i would have said um i mean yeah i'll go with alexis because she's um the one she's acting as the publicist for for Myra, so she knows all the ins and the outs of the influencing world. I mean, we already saw Myra kind of be an influencer, so. Yeah. I guess it depends on the, we're so used to hearing like the word influencer as uh, now associated with social media and stuff. And I guess it, I mean, an influencer can be of any kind. I just kind of forget that now because yeah. the influencing world. Um, that's a good question. If it were, um, um, I might say Johnny. Okay. Oh, yeah. Good. I can see that. Yeah. Yeah. What about you? Um, originally I was thinking the assistant Ruthie, just because she seemed to be with it. Like, I just have a feeling, 
you know, she's starting her own company. She's like going to be one of the, you know, like Forbes magazine top 10 of 2020 or something yeah, like for that. Sure. I'm 100% can see that. Amazing. And I also was going to say Alexis too, as always, I feel like I pick her so many times because she just, I don't know her personality. So next one, uh, most likely to marry their high school sweetheart. Um, 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 um. Johnny. <laughs> I don't know. Because maybe him and Myra, I don't know. Yeah. Like, I can see them being in love in high school and then just like, he, Johnny seems like a, the type of person who sticks by people uh, totally. for the long haul. Yeah. Totally. So I would go with Johnny. And I'd go with Roland for sure. I, all the time. 100%. Yeah. I know. I was going to say Jocelyn and Roland. That seems yeah. like a high school sweetheart romance. Yeah. It does. I'm going to pick David and Patrick. <laughs> I think they're amazing and they're adorable. Um, <laughs> okay. And then last but not least, who is most likely to get arrested? Oh, most likely to get arrested. Um, Maybe uh, Moira? Yeah, I could see that. I could see Moira as like a in protest, like a Jane Fonda situation. Okay, yeah, no, I can see that too. Oh, I was thinking more of like a uh, uh, property damage to the cake. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I always picture Roland getting arrested for some reason. I know, yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> Anywho, that's special segments for Yay. Yay. Awesome. Well, um, I'll go ahead and I'm going to pitch it to you, Lauren, um, if you want to go ahead and start asking some questions to Sarah. Awesome. Thank you. All right, Sarah, uh, we did some research. And uh, so your brother and you, when you were younger, used to make videos and little skits. Yeah. And you do this to the family? Would this be at holiday time? No, this was all the time. Um, this was uh, mostly with our cousins who were about the same age as we were, if the same age, if not, you know, a year off. And we would, um, we had, it was like um, sketch. We had like sketch comedy and just tapes and tapes of recurring characters. Uh, and Daniel knew how to work my dad's video camera. Um, we thought he was really fancy because he knew how to zoom and he knew how to fade out. So <laughs> we used a lot of those skills in our in our home videos. But um, yeah, we had we would make commercials. We would make. Um, trailers for tv shows and movies and we actually had so many at one point that we made our own oscars and we spray painted wine bottles gold and rolled them in glitter and had our parents sit and watch and vote oh my gosh you know the goldbergs was basically made out of these kind of videos <laughs> yeah right so, yeah um so let your brother know that's kind of like America's Funniest Videos, Canada's Funniest Home Movies yeah. <laughs> are those. Um, and so your, the show, some of the shows you used to watch as a kid, The Simpsons and 90210. Yeah. 
Yeah, you were a big Jason Priestley fan. Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> he, and 90210, I was probably much too young for, but um, doesn't matter at this point. Um, it was a fantastic <laughs> show. And uh, yeah, I mean, Jason Priestley, I think he was every everyone's crush. It was either that or uh, Luke Perry. So um uh, yeah, we were big fans of 90210, The Simpsons. I pretty much, I mean, I, and I still do, but I looked up to, you know, you look up to your older siblings and whatever they do, you think is cool. So I pretty much just jumped on whatever bandwagon he was on at the time. Right. <laughs> we so ran the gamut with TGIF <laughs> and all of that. Of course. All right. So your brother is three years older than you. Yeah. So you're the baby of the family. I'm yeah. the baby of the family. I don't know, Rachel, Megan. I I'm the baby of the family. Oh my God, We're you guys. So, right. I, and you Sarah, Sarah, I am, sorry, one second. Sarah, I will yeah. tell you, uh, you and your brother making videos, that literally it was me and my brother when I was growing up. We did like, I'd run out in the woods and do the Blair Witch Project. Yeah. And I would make, uh, I would make weather, we made like weather segments, like news segments. It was like, it was all comedy. I knew how to fade, zoom in, all that oh my stuff. God. So, yeah, so when you said that, I was like, oh my God, that's me and my brother. But anyway. I love that. See, it's kids are creative. <laughs> yes, so we do. Was, was he always a kind brother, a jerk brother? Because you would once said that you were forced to sleep in the bed closest to the door. Doesn't sound to me like this was a loving brother looking out for his baby sister. I think at the end of the day, um, he did love me um, in, a, in his own way. Um, but I think for a lot of it, I was the younger sister. So I was the tag along. And uh, although I will say we never went to, um, in middle school and high school, we went to different schools. So it wasn't like he was like ignoring me in the halls or anything um yeah. but you know he was like an angsty teenager and i was an angsty preteen and uh as much as we did get along and we did have some you know of course you love your siblings and we had some huge laughs um but we yeah we fought all the time all the time. <laughs> yeah that's funny so you've been in larry crown yeah uh Cheaper by the dozen, too. And I have to ask, IMDb lists you as Eugene Levy's assistant in Cheaper by the Dozen, too. Was that true? Did you have two roles? No. So that I was, that is true. I, um, out, it was my first job out of my first year of university, and he was shooting Cheaper by the Dozen, too. And he hired me as his assistant for the summer. <laughs> to work on that movie, um, which was awesome because it was all kids and we were all, you know, similar ages. And it was just like, it was, we've shot it up North in Canada and it was like camp. We all just hung out for two or three months. Um, but yeah, we were, I worked for him. I would not do it again because I don't like working for my family. I like working with. With. Uh, yes. I have a question um, to piggyback off that. I mean, clearly you were raised in um, a big acting family and, um, you know, big personalities and in the industry. Um, did you ever get to, like, did you always want to be an actress? Was that always your kind of trajectory or something in the field? Or were you just... I, I'm, I'm just curious if it was something you always wanted to do or you felt 
pressure to do. No, it was something that I think both of us just naturally gravitated towards. And I remember going to work with my dad. I mean, because he, we grew up in Toronto. So a lot of his work was in Los Angeles. Um, and we spent a lot of time in LA just being here while he was working. And it was going to work with him was my favorite thing to do. And I just knew it was something I wanted to be a part of. Um, I'm sure Daniel felt the same way. And, um, and my parents were actually really, really strict on us not getting into show business uh, until we were very ready and old enough to know what we were getting into. So we weren't allowed to do anything outside of um, uh, up until we were like 18. I didn't start till I was out of university and Daniel didn't start until he was he had like three months left before he um, got his job at MTV. So they they tried really, really hard to keep us away from everything that is show business. Um, as my mother says, it's a terrible, terrible business. But, um, <laughs> you know, they failed. They failed hard. <laughs> what's yeah. funny? What's funny is, and I don't know, Rachel and and Megan, if you've seen this. But old video clips of of um, of Daniel co-hosting like MTV's The Hills, yeah, an after show. He's an after show host, yeah. and Sarah, you're very natural as an after show host. Um, so he was doing that when your parents said don't go into the business, and then you were going to Branksome Hall in Toronto, yeah, and you were studying writing and dancing and being a, and and a singer. So you are still going through this process of wanting to be, uh, but did your parents not see your training as that's going to lead to being yeah, in the yeah, business? For sure. For sure. They did. And I, um, I, because we were going to make, we were going to make a move numerous times out to LA just because it was easier for our family, um, for my dad. Uh, and they made the decision to keep us in Toronto because they just didn't want to raise us in Los Angeles around, you know, the craziness that is LA. Uh, and, but, but again, that didn't really stop us. And when I went to university, I wanted to go to a theater school and my parents didn't, I don't want to say didn't let me because I think if I really begged, um, they might have, but my mom, my mom, especially because my dad didn't really have a leg to stand on, but my mom especially <laughs> was like, please, please, please go to a regular university, take a general degree, go for one year and take all the courses that you can take. And if after that one year, you still want to go to a theater school, then we can look at transferring or you can audition for your theater program, but please do me a favor and take psychology and, you know, and, and all of the stuff that, you know, all the freshmen learn in, in their first year. And, um, and I still wanted to do it. So I just auditioned for my theater program and um, majored in theater. Couldn't keep me away. But, yes. uh, <laughs> nope, you can't. I, I, I would just yeah, you know, I would. Yeah. I know it's theater because I went to school for musical theater, so okay. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, 
So before I wrap up some of my questions, uh, Rachel, Megan, do you have any? Yeah, no, we, we definitely are going to have to wrap up here pretty soon because I know we have we're going a little bit over, but that's all good okay. because because we need to get as much. And I know here we saw um, in your future. Um, what what's next? Can you say what what's next for you? I know it said something in here about possibly a series called Best Intentions on Pop yeah. on Pop TV. Is that still in the works? Yeah. So Best Intentions is um, it was supposed to be starting to shoot um, now. Um, that's obviously not happening. Um, so um, there, you know, it's up in the air as to when everything's going back into production. We're hoping that it does sooner rather than later. It's an amazing cast. Um, it's, uh, we, we shot the pilot last year and um, we're really excited for a season, you know, our first season. So I'm hoping that we can get to it as soon as possible. Well, I personally hope that we see you on another TV show because you are so great and so just, a, you're just a natural and you're so easy to watch and you're naturally funny. Thank you so much. I appreciate yes. that. And yeah. I am still, I am demanding, I am asking for a spinoff show with Alexis. We talked about this last week. Uh, a little bit of Alexis. And you and her move out to New York and it follows both of your stories. <laughs> you pitch it and I'm there. Well, we've got some fan fiction writers out in on the Facebook group. I'm going to pitch it to them. Do it. Do yes, it. I know that would be awesome. Been, Annie's been sending Daniel a bunch of gift baskets in hopes, in hopes of that. <laughs> so we're still waiting. Megan, do you have any uh, questions for Sarah before we uh, wrap it up? I have like four million, but... <laughs> I know, right? I, um, I don't... I would just love to know just... In your opinion, what's one good piece of advice or something you would say for anyone who's just following their dreams or wants to get into acting or any part of the industry? Just, you know, your best piece of advice, mantra, or something that just kind of helped you and maybe, like, just helped you achieve your dreams. Yeah. Um, I, I think two, two things that, that literally anything is possible. And that's the beauty of this industry is that it really can change overnight. Yeah. Um, you know, one day you don't have a job and the next day you do. So, mm -hmm. um, that for sure, don't keep thinking that, you know, there's a, a mountain to climb because you know there there is for everybody but it's not it's not this impossible mountain um and the other thing that um that my dad always says it's his mantra is everything happens for a reason and that's been like the, the 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 pillar my tent pole of what to to go on with this because every time you have a disappointment you just you have to know that it is for a reason and something better is meant to happen. So you just kind of go on that. Okay. I love that. Cause my parents said that too, growing up, they'd always say, Megan, everything's happening for you, not to you. And exactly they it. Yeah. Yeah. It's really important. I think. Well, yeah. that's, that's amazing. Oh my gosh, Sarah, you're amazing. And I'll, I'll leave with this because I really, I really liked this quote that I saw on Twitter that you had shared, um, what a fan had wrote. It said, Twyla taught me it is possible to stay positive through all the family drama and crap that life throws your way. 
to be excited for even the littlest of things and how to be a good friend to those around me. And then you tweeted, she taught me to sing too. So I just thought, <laughs> I thought that was really sweet. And also I loved that you said today, I actually found uh, matches to three socks I've been keeping in my closet in case I found matches. Patience is underrated because I can totally relate to that. Oh my God, it was such a win. It was a jackpot that day. Three. Oh my God. <laughs> well, um, thank you so much for being with us, Sarah. Um, please thank give you so much. our so much fun. Thank give you. our well wishes to the entire cast because uh, all of everybody is amazing. And um, oh. yeah. And if they have any free time, we've got uh, two more episodes <laughs> after show episodes. It is to true. Fill. I'll be pitching. All right. We yeah. got we had Riz on a, a month or so oh. ago. So great. Yeah. We, we did. Anyway, thank um, you very much. Thank, Thank you. you. Well, how about we get into some predictions? Sorry, I didn't hit on the predictions. Megan, do you have a prediction for the end of the season? Oh, oh my gosh. Um, my prediction is either everyone's just going, there's going to be a huge change with the motel. Everyone's going to like an influx of money and a change to New York or some, everyone's going to get up and leave and the wedding is going to be delayed or that's kind of going to be paused. The wedding's going to happen. And I still am praying that Ted is going to come back. From <laughs> I, I, the, I literally started crying when they had that phone call of, you know, he's like, I care so much about you. I know that you wouldn't be happy here in Turks and Caicos, the Galapagos. And, you know, yeah. Yeah. And broke up and I, I loved them together. <laughs> I know. Oh, yeah. my. Such a good, good, good human. Uh. <laughs> All right, Lauren, what do you think? Is it New York two, or is it Schitt's Creek? Two words. Where's Mutt? Town's <laughs> 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 oh, getting dirty. Somebody's got to pick up the trash. <laughs> Sarah, we know you can't give us a prediction, so it's okay. <laughs> I would be murdered by my own yes. family. <laughs> um, my prediction is um, Mutt comes back and Alexis and Mutt get married. Just kidding. That's, I'm, that's not oh, uh, and scene. I'm just kidding. I was just, I was just saying that. <laughs> no, I think, I think there's going to be something where half the family stays in Schitt's Creek and half the family goes to New York. Yeah. So who knows? Okay, that's it. All right. Well, uh, thank you again, Sarah, so much for being with thank us. Thank you. Let, let everybody know where they can find you on social media and what you have coming up. Um, yeah, you can find me at um, Sarah P. Levy on Instagram and Sarah Levy underscore on Twitter because Sarah Levy was taken. Oh, who the heck? I know. It happens. <laughs> I know. Lauren, where can we find you on social media? Uh, you can find me on Instagram at, at Lauren Kling, L-O-R-E-N-K-L-I-N-G, and the aforementioned Facebook uh, Schitt's Creek group. I, yeah. Love it. <laughs> Megan. You can find me on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, at Megan W. Gallagher. It's too long to spell. <laughs> and you, you can find me on Instagram at Rachel Swindler or on Twitter at Rachel Swin. Um, until next week, again, thank you, Sarah, for being with us, and we'll see you next week, you little shit. Thank yeah. you, Jazzy Girls. Jazzy Girls.
Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principal. I guess so. No. Oh. Okay.